Have you ever been dealing with a difficult person and found yourself thinking, man, what a narcissist? But the question is, are they really a narcissist or were they just being narcissistic? And what's the difference? Let's see if we can find out the difference on this episode of Quick Counsel. Welcome to the Quick Counsel Podcast, where we will give you a simple and practical understanding of counseling issues and how they might apply to your life. Here's your host, Pastoral Counselor Brett Legg. When you're dealing with someone who seems to be all about themselves, it's easy to think that this person is just a narcissist. But that might not be the case. They may not be a narcissist. They may just be narcissistic. Now, I know this sounds like it might be splitting hairs, but they're really not the same thing. Let's see if we can try to clarify the difference between being a narcissist and being narcissistic. And before we get started here, let me just say, because of the complexity of this issue, this episode is going to run a little longer than the typical seven-minute runtime for a podcast that I do. So just wanted you to know that. You might want to crank up the speed just a little bit. So let's get into this. All of us have the capacity or the capability or the tendencies to be narcissistic at times. Selfishness and self-centeredness, that's just part of the human condition. An infant is nothing but a ball of selfishness at first. But hopefully, as they grow older and as they're guided by their parents, they can learn to gradually override their selfishness and become more selfless. But that tendency to focus on self is still there no matter how old you are. But acting narcissistic does not mean that a person is a narcissist. The Diagnostic and Statistical Manual number 5, which is the standard for mental health diagnosis, says that for a person to truly have narcissistic personality disorder, they must have a pervasive pattern of grandiosity, either in fantasy or behavior, and they must have a need for admiration and a lack of empathy, and this must begin early in adulthood and be present throughout a variety of contexts. It also goes on to say that a true narcissist must have five or more of the following nine traits. Here are those nine traits. They have a grandiose sense of self-importance, expecting to be recognized as important without commensurate achievements. Two, They are preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success or power or brilliance or beauty or ideal love. Three, they believe they are special and unique and can only be understood or even should associate with other special or highly unique people. Four, they require excessive admiration. Five, they have a sense of entitlement. Six, they are interpersonally exploitive. That means they take advantage of others to achieve their own needs and desires. Seven, they lack empathy, meaning they are unwilling or unable to recognize or identify with the feelings and the needs of others. Eight, often they are envious of others or they believe that others should be envious of them. And nine, they show an arrogant or haughtiness to their behaviors and their attitudes. Now, these are the nine traits that someone with a narcissistic personality disorder needs to have at least five or more of these. Remember this also. A true narcissist suffers from a personality disorder. That means it's rooted deep in their personality from an early age and is consistent over almost any situation. So the question is, how is being a narcissist different from being narcissistic? If you held up many of the people that you think are narcissists to the above standard that we just talked about, you would not be able to technically classify them as having narcissistic personality disorder. 
but that doesn't mean that they're not narcissistic at times. Think of narcissism as a continuum. On the left hand of the continuum, a person is completely diminished. They, they see little value in themselves. They deny themselves. They, they tend to see themselves as nothing, and they tend to take all the blame for everything. Now, if you go to the far right end of the continuum, you see a person who feels elevated, special. They feel like they're above everyone else, and consequently, they tend to blame everyone else if things don't go as they'd like. Now, a person who's just being narcissistic does not technically meet all the criteria for narcissistic personality disorder, but they display enough of those characteristics that they're leaning towards the right side of the continuum. So, let's look at some of the differences between someone who is a narcissist and someone who is just narcissistic. As we said, one difference between being a narcissist and being narcissistic is that a true narcissist has a personality disorder. They meet at least five of those nine characteristics, and because it's a personality disorder, their thoughts and behaviors are are deeply a part of who they are, and they have been for most of their lives. Whereas someone who is just being narcissistic is being self-focused, self-protecting, self-elevating in response to a situational or residual hurt or threat in their life. For instance, people who have trauma in their past will often act narcissistic, not because they have narcissistic personality disorder, but because they're reacting to a past hurt or a threat. People who struggle with depression and anxiety may display narcissistic tendencies as a means of coping with their depression or their anxiety. And people who were raised to believe that they were special and better than themselves, or they were raised to believe that they were nothing, will act sometimes in narcissistic ways because of that experience. For those who display narcissistic tendencies, but are not true narcissists, they will wax and wane with their situation. But the person who is truly a narcissist, who has narcissistic personality disorder, their symptoms rarely change. Now, let's look at the similarities between those who are true narcissists and those who are just narcissistic. For both, their behavior is often an attempt to soothe or to cover up a fragile ego, a low self-esteem, a sense of shame, a sense of vulnerability, a sense of insecurity. Both feel a deep sense of wounding by anyone who criticizes them or disagrees with them. Both become quickly impatient or angry when they think that others are not listening to them or others are not looking up to them. Both are quick to show contempt and blame for others who are perceived to be going against them. Both have trouble regulating their emotions and can swing from high to low rapidly without warning. Both lack empathy or relational intelligence, which makes ongoing relationships very difficult for them to maintain. And both can be fueled by trauma, or overindulging parents, or temperament, or parents who modeled the same kind of behavior, or parents who overprotected them, or just an ego-feeding social media culture that they're involved in. That's a little sense of the difference between narcissist and narcissistic, and, and some of the similarities between the two. Now let's talk about treatment. And here's the not-so-good news. There is no treatment specifically for narcissistic personality disorder. Now, if work or relationships or other situations get bad enough, the person with narcissistic personality disorder may grudgingly submit to treating some of the symptoms with antidepressants or anti-anxiety meds or mood stabilizers. 
And I guess if things get bad enough, they might succumb to some counseling to increase their self-awareness and give them some management skills and techniques. But here's the deal. Because they are, have this over-evaluation of themselves and they have this under-evaluation of others, as well as this desire to cover up and not address their feelings of shame and inferiority, it is very difficult to get either the narcissist or the narcissistic person to seek help. This often leaves their friends and their families with one of three choices. One, they can tolerate their behavior. Two, they can set boundaries on their behavior. Or three, they can just disengage from them. And only tolerating their behavior is an acceptable choice for the narcissist, or even the narcissistic. Setting boundaries or disengaging from them will be seen as a treasonous betrayal of them. So, let me see if I can wrap this up with some final thoughts. Here's some final thoughts on both the narcissist and the narcissistic. Both the narcissist and the person with narcissistic tendencies are coming from a place of deep hurt and deep wound and deep insecurity. And as such, you can feel bad for them, but you cannot continue to tolerate attitudes and behaviors that are hurtful and often abusive. Another thing, it's hard not to take their behavior personally, but it is not about you. It's about them. It's about their experiences, their hurts, their genetics, their parenting, their temperament. It is not about you. And one more thing, the true narcissist, for them, the best you can hope for is trying to manage how you relate to them. But you will not be able to change them. If you're a person of faith, you may pray for some sort of divine intervention, but that takes a willing participant, which is typically not the case with such a person. Now, I know this all sounds depressing and hopeless, but you need to know that the odds of this person becoming the person you want them to be is slim. So with that in mind, there's something even more important than figuring out if your friends or your family are narcissist or narcissistic. And that's figuring out whether you are a narcissist or narcissistic. It's easy to spot it in others. It's not so easy to spot it in yourselves. So go back and listen to this podcast again. Only this time, listen to it with yourself in mind. Hopefully you won't see yourself, but it never hurts to be sure. And here's a bit of good news. If you go back and listen to this podcast and you see things about yourself that you need to work on and things about yourself that you're willing to change, then chances are you're not the narcissist because they can't see it. Hey, I hope this podcast helped you see the difference between a true narcissist and someone who's just narcissistic. And if you found this helpful, let me encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and to pass it along to someone else who might be interested. Find more from me at brettleg.com. That's one T and two G's. And on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go out and have a great week. And we'll see you back here on the next episode of Quick Counsel. Thanks for joining us today for Quick Counsel. This podcast is meant to give you a simple understanding of counseling issues and is in no way intended as a substitute for professional counseling or therapy. If you feel you need further help, please contact a local counselor, therapist, or physician. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us for the next episode of Quick Counsel.